Well, hey there. Welcome to the Prayer Podcast. I'm your host, Jan L. Burt, your fellow Jesus follower who very much wants to grow in my prayer life and encourage others in their prayer lives too. Here on the Prayer Podcast, we learn what the Bible has to say about prayer, and then we apply it by actually praying. It's my privilege to join you on this prayer journey. Now, let's get to praying. straight from the book of James. Okay, now I know what you might be thinking if you're anything like me. When the Lord leads me to the book of James, I know I'm about to take a long, hard look in the mirror. I'm going to be faced with the reality that I've got some spaces and some places in my life that need to be submitted more and more to him. I've learned that as I study the New Testament, when I'm called and led by the Lord to study the New Testament book of James, it's not just a call to read it. It's a call to be changed, to be sanctified, to be further and further conformed to the image of Jesus, my Lord, my Savior, the master of my life. Anything that does that is a good thing in my personal opinion. And so today we're embarking on a new prayer series on the show with the certainty that it will be a very good use of our time because we're studying God's word in the book of James. And that's always, always an excellent use of our time. Ready? Okay, let's get started. James chapter one. I'm going to be looking at the CSB version today, the Christian Standard Bible. And my Christian Standard Bible, my copy of it is uh, also my Spurgeon study Bible, so it has sermon notes and and in some cases like a whole well excerpts of sermons and entire sermons and it's really um, man I have grown a lot with this particular study Bible and it's the only version of the CSB like the only version of the CSB it's the only copy of the CSB that I have and I really have been uh, I've been blessed by it so that's the Christian Standard Bible so in verse one James refers to himself as a servant of God. And of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's James 1, verse 1. Some translations use the word slave rather than servant. I think it's worth noting this. Like right from the very get-go of this new series, we've got a tough calling, my friends. And if nobody ever told you that following Jesus as his disciple means that you are his servant, that you are a slave to Christ, I guess today's your lucky day because here it is directly from the pages of the Bible, now you know. Maybe you didn't know before, now you do know. James reminds us, by means of describing his own relationship with God, he reminds us just how serious the business of the Christian life actually is. We are servants, all of us who claim Jesus as Lord, all of us. We're also slaves to him, for him, for his kingdom, for his purposes, and our life is no longer our own. It's a really high calling. It's a really big deal. And it is really, truly a very serious calling. It's serious business, the Christian life. Those days are over of like doing what you want to do when you want to do it once you're in Christ. You have a higher calling now, and there simply just isn't wiggle room. I am a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. I am enslaved to him, and this is simply a non-negotiable. It's just a fact. It's just the way that it is. 
That's where we begin. This is our starting point when we open up the book of James. Isn't this amazing to think about? Like this literally, this literally completely levels the ground. Nobody's higher, nobody's greater, nobody's less than. All who are followers, disciples, believers are the same in this respect. The great equalizer of being a Christ follower is that we are all alike in our servanthood. All of us are called to be slaves to Christ. If we bear this in mind, like have it top of mind as we read through the book of James, if we just keep this foundational verse 1 teaching, we keep it in mind as we read through the book, and then we allow the book to read us. Don't just read it and check it off and say, well, I did it. I did my my uh, spiritual Bible study homework. No, no, let it read you. Let it be the mirror to your life, to your heart, to your mind, to your soul. Let the Bible read you. If we do that and keep this first key concept in mind, it's more than a concept. It's just, it needs to be a reality that's deep down in us, a huge part of us that changes everything. Then we're going to find that those parts and portions of the book of James that are hard to swallow, they're going to become much easier to digest if we will but remember the foundation this starting point we serve him we're enslaved to him that sets the tone for all that comes next in this book and you're going to be feeling like there's some stuff coming at me here in this book of james yeah but the tone is set you're the servant you're enslaved to him it resets your thinking your ability to receive it and to believe it and to let the Holy Spirit make the changes in you and then through you that he wants to make. Verses 2 through 4 say this, Consider it great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect, so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Those are powerful verses. Okay, so like to reference something they say in the armed forces, I'm going to ask you for permission to speak freely. Permission to speak freely, sir. Permission granted. That's kind of the, I, I didn't do a very good job, but that's sort of what they would say in the military. Uh, permission to speak freely. I'm going to speak freely. Have you longed for more maturity in your life, in your walk with the Lord? Have you prayed for somebody else, maybe someone in your family, your spouse, your child, for them to be more mature? Do you feel as if there is something lacking for you in the area of maturity or something else? Like, is there just something you feel you're lacking in life, in your Christian walk in particular? Has life kind of lost its zest? There's more, you know, there is, but you can't quite seem to grab hold of it. Have you felt your faith is being tested and you don't know why? Are the trials in life bringing you down? James chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. As I pray for you, based on these verses, I hope that you find answers to all these questions and more. Because truly, what we find in this book is a treasure beyond worth, so long as we're willing to grab hold of it and make it our very own. And I just want to review the verses with you one more time. Don't forget that verse 1, James refers to himself as a slave to Christ. And then the, the next three verses, consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials. Okay, are you going through a trial? Consider it, consider it a great joy. 
Why? Because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Okay. If, the, if as I read through that list of questions, if any of them were like, oh, that rings true for me, guess what may be happening for you right now? You may be having your endurance be just like, man, it's growing and growing and growing. And when it, when it has its full effect, as verse 4 says, let endurance have its full effect. Let it, let the Holy Spirit do the work he wants to do in your life via this testing of your faith that produces endurance. And when endurance has its full effect, you're going to be mature and complete, lacking nothing. If you feel like you're lacking something, kind of walk your way backwards through the first four verses of James chapter 1 and see if maybe like, oh, these are the things that are going on. But when endurance has its full effect, I'll be mature and complete. I will be mature and complete and I will lack nothing. That's a good, that's a good passage. That's a lot of hope for us at a time of year when some people feel just really hopeless. I'm recording this in December of 2023. Isn't it great to be able to open our Bibles and find hope right here for us right now in this very moment? I'd be so blessed to pray for you right now. And as I pray, if you feel so led, you go ahead and just kind of pray along with me for yourself, for your loved ones, for somebody that the Lord puts on your heart to pray for right now. Lord, I come to you today as your servant. I'm enslaved to you, Jesus, and I'm so grateful for my position in your kingdom. May I be a servant who does not consider herself better than her master, and I ask the same for all who are listening. May this be true for each and every one of us. May we not ever consider ourselves better than you, our master. Do that in us and through us and for us by the power of your Holy Spirit. For the one who may be struggling right now with the trials of life, I ask that you would bless them with great joy, revealing to them that these trials and these tests that they're enduring, they're producing endurance in them. Do that for all of us, Lord. Grant us endurance and the ability to remember right in the middle of the struggles and the hard times that we face that these are the exact things that are producing endurance. Help us to remember that and comfort us when the sting of life hurts, whether those hurts are a little or a lot. May we consider it cause for great joy in spite of the sting because we trust you and we know that your word is true. For anyone who feels as if there's something lacking in their life right now, that maybe they feel like life has lost its zest and they want life to the full, but they feel like something's just missing, out of reach. Lord, would you prove yourself true to them, as this passage states? Would you make their endurance complete, having its full effect, so that they will be mature and complete, lacking nothing? Remind them of your love. Draw them close, even in the middle of the storms of life, and let them know that endurance, it's on its way. And once it takes full effect in their life, they'll be mature, they'll be complete, lacking nothing. What a promise, and we thank you for it, Lord. For those who have experienced this, and they know it to be true, help us to share about it, to encourage others, our brothers and sisters in the Lord, and to rejoice with them as they yield to your work in their lives. Knit your people, your church, close together, and deliver each of us and all of us from the enemy's schemes and tactics. Lord, as we study the book of James, I'm praying that you will meet us here, that you'll mature us, encourage us, convict us, comfort us, renew us, restore us, and in our maturing, as our endurance grows to its state of full completion, will you lead us to others 
that we can encourage and bless and disciple for your honor and your kingdom. Grow your kingdom, Lord, and grow it through your people, beginning with me, with us. Lord, be glorified in us, your people who bear your name. I ask all of this in the mighty and precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much for listening today. I pray that this episode has blessed you, maybe challenged you, encouraged you, and that you receive every single thing the Lord has for you. I really do mean that. That is my overarching prayer, that everything God has for you, that you'll have it, that you'll settle for nothing less, that you'll contend for the things that God has promised you and continue to fight the good fight of your faith. I'll see you back here next time. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for joining me today on the prayer podcast. It's a blessing to read what the Bible says about prayer and then to be able to pray with you. Remember to always pray and never give up. See you back here next time.